turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, June the 1st, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Generally, we go through a few things at this point in the program that happened on this date in the past. That didn't get delivered to me today, and I realized as I was coming on the air, I don't have that list. We'll resume that tomorrow. But I want to talk to you a little bit today about our changing world and particularly the assault on free speech and religious expression. I was noticing in the news this morning, there's a number of stories about Fox News. May was uh, Fox News Channel's first full month this past month of May without Tucker Carlson. Overall ratings for Fox News, not just the time period that Carlson was in, but overall dropped 32%, particularly in primetime viewers. That's huge in broadcasting. Fox News dropped Tucker Carlson's primetime show in late April to keep Carlson silent. He's still technically employed by Fox, but without Tucker Carlson tonight in his primetime lineup, the once mighty Fox primetime schedule barely beat, just barely, I mean by a couple of points, barely beat the far left MSNBC programming. I don't know, you you think, does money mean nothing to these people? Apparently not. I mean, their ideology and pushing their ideology or someone else's ideology that they agree with is more important, they appear, is more important than allowing the truth that they disagree with to be said. That's what it comes down to. I'm not an advocate for Tucker Carlson, but I paid attention to what he said because he did his homework and he was coming from the right perspective, in my opinion, most all of the time. And I paid attention to what he said. And all of a sudden, just one day, I mean... On the spot, he was fired. And he was told on a Monday morning he wasn't going to be doing his show that day, nor any other day following. So we live in such an uncertain world, and these things are happening, and all of this, we talk about it, and I've said before, but we talk about it so much, and I get sick and tired of talking about it, but it's dominating the conversation, the news and the conversation in America and around the world, for that matter, this LGBTQIA+, and they keep adding letters and numbers, and I, I don't know what some of them mean, but they keep pushing this agenda, and people, I mean, from the President of the United States on down through the power structure in America and out into the us ordinary folks out here, like you and me, I, I mean... We have completely lost our way at the moment. And if we continue like this, we're simply going to become an asterisk of history. And more and more people are starting to recognize this. 
and it's taking its toll on life. And we look at the big picture and we say, well, you know, what can I do? America loses its way. What can I do? I'm one person over here in such and such a town somewhere. What can I do about it? Well, we'll get to that today. But sometimes it is overwhelming and it can be very depressing. And there's more and more people saying that they're depressed in America today. But there is hope, and the hope is in understanding our times and understanding that God is in control of all of this, and yet God has called us, I firmly believe, to be informed and to know what's going on in our world. God has never called his people in the Old or New Testament to be uninformed, living in a cave, shut off from the rest of the world, and not not know what's going on. The men of Issachar were were labeled as men who understood their times. And so we are, I believe, God has called us to understand our times. He wants his people to understand the world in which they live in and what is going on and why it's going on. Because we can be a better light and a better ambassador for Jesus Christ in a darkened, confused, out-of-control world. So we see these things happen, and we see Fox News put aside the money issue, which should be the driving force of a company like Fox News. They put that aside. They don't like what Tucker Carlson has been saying because he disagreed with the elitist viewpoint often. So they fire him. So now they're down 32% in primetime viewers. And you, you can find this thread running all through our culture. And so what that has bred now in the culture and the, the, the LGT, the sexual behavior movement and all of this stuff is taking a toll on people's lives. Our freedom of expression, our freedom of speech is being more and more and more squeezed. We are put in a box, we're free, we have free speech, we're free to talk about whatever we want to, as long as we don't get out of that box. That's where we are today. And we all feel it if we speak publicly. It's there. There is a resistance and there is a hatred toward the Christian message on the part of many, not all, but many today. And the problem is they may not even be the majority, but they're in power. And that is the issues that we face today. It's very unstable. We live in a, in a world, in a country that's very unstable right now. And I think people sense that, even if they don't understand it, as most of you do who's listening to this program. You're a smart bunch. I read your notes. I read what you send to me. And, man, I, you guys have great insight. Many of you do. And uh, I appreciate that. But we sense, even if we don't understand everything, we sense that there's great instability in our nation, in our culture, in our institutions. Our institutions have been attacked at the foundations. And they are being attacked. Education and every institution that was created by our founders is under attack by those who apparently don't have any love or consideration for America the greatest, the most blessed, the most free nation in the history of the world. 
So we sense that, we feel that, even if we don't understand all the details. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23, 24, and 25 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by that gospel is preached unto you. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 119, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Isaiah, I'm sure Peter had read Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. We find this thread of truth all the way through the Bible, talking about the word of the Lord, the Old and New Testament. So we want to build our lives, we want to build our understanding on the word of the Lord, and we want to know what's going on in the culture. Pro-life supporters were violently beaten recently while praying outside of Planned Parenthood. They had been doing this for a long time. They'd go there several times a week for the last several years and just pray. They weren't protesting. They didn't have bullhorns. They weren't shouting at anyone. They weren't trying to put their body between someone and and the Planned Parenthood building. They were just praying. Now police are searching for a violent assailant after these two pro-life advocates were violently beaten while praying outside this Planned Parenthood clinic. It happened in Baltimore just a few days ago. The victims were identified as 80-year-old Dick Schaefer and 73-year-old Mark Crosby. They've been praying outside this abortion shop, as I said, for a number of years. WMAR2 News reported police are in search of a man caught on video attacking the pair of pro-life protesters. I wrote an article on this today on our website. You can check it out at faithandfreedom.us. There's pictures of, of these guys. I mean, they're bloodied. I mean, it's not pretty. They're just believers and Christians, and they're doing what they can do. They're standing in the darkness and in the withering of a great nation, and they're praying to God that we will stop killing unwanted, unborn children. And they were attacked and beaten brutally. And they're not teenagers, these guys. One of them is 73 years old, one of them's 80, and uh, they were beaten badly. Happened last Friday morning at the Planned Parenthood on North Howard Street in North, in, uh, North Baltimore. Surveillance shows this unidentified man approaching the 80-year-old uh, person. The police say he appeared to be speaking aggressively. At one point, the footage, uh, video footage shows that the suspect is about to turn away before rushing at the protester and tackle, tackling him over a flower pot, uh, over the top of it and into the side of the building. And, you know, I have, just have to note, I'm looking at this from this uh, WMAR-TV Channel 2 News there locally in Baltimore, and they keep referring to these guys praying as protesting. It's not protesting. Praying isn't protesting. 
Only only the secular leftist press would call praying an act of protesting. I mean, just remember that. They always change a few words. They just can't tell the truth. It's not in them. So they're calling praying protesting. It isn't protesting. It's praying to Almighty God for his favor and his forgiveness is what they're doing. The second protester is identified as Mark uh, Crosby, the local news says. Then it runs o- he runs over to help the victim, only to be shoved to the ground by the suspect. While Crosby is already down on his back, the suspect is seen punching him in the face with a closed fist. Before walking away, this suspect is seen kicking Crosby in the face with what the police described as extreme force. Aside from reviewing video footage, police say they spoke to at least three people who personally witnessed the assault. And as I said, the pictures that of these guys, this one uh, person's face, I mean, he's just beaten to a pulp. I mean, it's, it's not good. I was reminded of what Jesus said. It's in the New Testament, Matthew. Jesus said, they will hate you because they hate me. That's true. It isn't sometimes related to anything we're doing other than serving the Lord. But they hate that. They don't sometimes even, they don't define what this rage and this hatred, but you see people running the streets, particularly younger people, in the last few years, have been running the streets and burning and tearing. And some uh, reporter or somebody, a journalist, would walk up to him and say, you know, why are you protesting tonight? They go, I don't know. I'm just angry. We've got to, you know, break this glass and burn these buildings and so on. There's just an anger. There's a rage within them. They don't even know what's driving them. And that's the problem. But they really took it out on these guys. Photographs of the aftermath, as I said, and I've included some of those photographs in my article today. They were obtained by LifeSite News, which is a, a pro-life, I, th- I think they're Catholic organization, I believe. But anyway, they show Crosby with what appears to be several facial industries. They've set up a, uh, someone has set up a GoFund campaign for these guys because they, they don't, they're not men of great means. I mean, they're just believers that don't think we should be killing babies and they were praying to God to intervene. So they've set up a GoFundMe. He's going to have probably a number of surgeries. Another photo was taken outside Planned Parenthood. It shows the blood drops on, on the sidewalk. It was like brutal. Third uh, photograph shows the knocked over ceramic planter that I mentioned a moment ago. Uh, this, what, this one guy, Roswell, it's explaining that it was here that where Schaefer was slammed against the glass of the building, toppling the planter to the in the process. Roswell says that uh, one of the guys that was there says that Schaefer is recovering at home, but that Mark Crosby is currently in the University of Maryland shock trauma facility being treated for his injuries. Roswell says he's in good spirits. Detailing the extent of the uh, injuries, Roswell says that Crosby's plate bone in his upper right cheek is completely fractured that he's bleeding from some unidentified area behind his eye and the bone eye orbit is completely shattered and it'll have to be replaced with a mental uh, a metal kind of a device of some kind but this Roswell who's with the uh, right to life group there in town 
He confirms the police report. He says, Mark, who was in the street, tried to go to Dick's aid and was hit in the face, knocking him to the ground. The man then kicked him in the head. Interestingly enough, this Roswell, who's with the Right to Life group, he says it was when that a client from nearby pro-life pregnancy center, this Options 328 Baltimore, is, is apparently close by. I mean, it's across the street or up the street a little ways. And these guys were screaming and, you know, they were in pain. And so, and a, someone coming out of the pro-life a pregnancy center heard them uh, and, and they went in and got a nurse and the nurse came and aided these men until, you know, professional care or the aid truck or whatever could get there to take the one to the hospital, take them both, I guess. And one was later released. One, as far as I can see, still isn't released, but will be. But Roswell says that in his experience, this president of, he calls them death scorts. You know, uh, Planned Parenthood now has these escorts that are there to escort women into the building uh, who want an abortion, are there to get an abortion. And they started doing that several years ago. They have these escorts, and they said it was to protect the women. But Christians don't beat up on people like that. They just don't. And if you're not a Christian, you're probably not at a, an abortion clinic praying. So that was a mis, very misleading deed that they did. So they have these people. I think the reason they have these escorts at, at Planned Parenthood is because they don't want the woman to change her mind. That's why they're there, to be sure to get them in inside the building so they can keep their cash flow up. That's what it's, in my view, that's what it's really all about. But this guy, this Roswell, calls them not escorts, but death scorts. So anyway, he said the presence of death scorts has only sought to embolden pro-abortion activists to violence. He said wherever they have these escorts, or as he calls them, death scorts, he said the violence is, is higher than when they don't have those. And he said it isn't because the pro-life people are attacking anyone. It's because the abortion people are attacking the pro-life people. And these escorts seem to sort of uh, embolden that, that whole idea. And sometimes they themselves are the ones who do the attacking. He said, while pro-abortion violence against pro-lifers is not uncommon, he said these events happen significantly more often when an abortion facility escort is present. They are. It is happening more and more. You're not hearing about it so much. But in mid-May, uh, video footage from New York City went viral online. It showed a pro-abortion professor harassing these two pro-life students at Hunter College before vandalizing their pro-life display. They had gotten permission. They were doing uh, and, and acting according to the rules. And they had material out there on a table. And I, I have a picture of that as well. But these the, just typical college students. They were obviously Christians, pro-life ki- kids, and they had out this table and and kind of in an area where a lot of people pass by, and they had all this pro-life material there, and kids were stopping by and getting it. Well, this one professor, she's a black woman, and uh, professor she sees them and she comes over there. Apparently, she wasn't aware of that it was there in this Hunter College. And so she comes over and looks at looks at this stuff, and she starts swearing and yelling in these kids' face, and she starts pushing this stuff uh, off the off the table and onto the floor, and uh, I mean just throwing a tantrum. And they published they had somebody got a 
picture of it on Twitter, and they put it on Twitter, received thousands of comments. This Professor Rodriguez, and they're calling a lot of people on Twitter, calling for her actions and to be to lead to her being fired. But I mean, she just goes wild as she's swearing and and vile and pushing and shoving and knocking stuff on the floor. I mean, and she's teaching somebody's children about life and about whatever she teaches. She said, (laughs) I, I can't quote what she said. She used so many swear words and I'm, not, I'm just not going to re- repeat them uh, I really can't quote I can't even say blank 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 enough it, it's that bad it's horrible abortion related violence against pro-lifers has skyrocketed since the historic overturning of Roe v. Wade last year several recent incidents occurring on college campuses were just like this one it's amazing I have read somewhere and I don't remember the source, but I read recently that the acts of violence against pro-life people are up 22% or 22 times more than they were before Roe v. Wade was overturned. In April, their pro-lifers had a center at, for bioethical reform, is what they call it. They were showing abortion victim uh, photography at the uh, University of Arizona in Tucson. When this pro-abortion student started, a group of them, they started throwing eggs at them. Well, that didn't injure them like these two guys that were praying in Baltimore, but, I mean, it's a little messy. But in March, two activists faced felony charges after being accused of robbing a pro-lifer and resisting arrest by attacking the police officer who came to get them away from attacking and robbing these pro-life kids. That was at the University of Florida. During a recent speech by Students for Life America President Kristen Hawkins, I don't know her, I've talked to her a few times, but they they run a great organization in my opinion. She was at the Virginian Commonwealth University, and while she was giving a speech, this, this head of Students for Life of America, Antifa members with messages of Black Lives Matter and transgender power, they broke out in a violent protest you know, those blow horns and those, all that stuff. And two arrests were made in connection with that attack, but they, uh, I, I understand they weren't charged with anything. They were, re, uh, they were arrested and released. But this, this is a spiritual war. The leftists are determined to silence the voices and prayers of God's people because they have no case to make. They have nothing to make, no case to make for the killing of the lives of the unborn, except to call it women's health care. This is why the progressives do not want so-called progressives. This is why they don't want, they want violence. They don't want to have a back and forth conversation or debate about the moral issues of the day because they are morally bankrupt. And I say that with no joy in my heart. I pray for them. I know I point them out here, and it's very, it outrages me sometimes. But in my heart, I pray for these people. These kids that are out there on the campuses attacking other kids because they're pro-life Christians. And they're saying so. They're saying it out loud. That's where we are today, and that's what's happening today in our world. This is a matter of spirituality, but it's also a matter of free speech. 
Free speech is a term that gets thrown around all the time. But what is it? Why is it so important? Because they don't have a response to the moral issues. Christianity, Jesus Christ, death and resurrection, the Old and the New Testament, that word will never pass away. And that's the issue. They don't know that in some cases, and it's certainly not defined that way by the press of all people. They report on the on the results, but they don't report on the reason, because they don't know the reason. And if they do, they don't care. But that's what's going on in our country today. And free speech is under attack. It's under a spiritual attack. The freedom of speech is simply the ability to say and write and or other words, express what you truly believe without fear of punishment or retaliation from the government or from your fellow citizens, but particularly the government. Yesterday, I talked about this new uh, formation of a new organization, this Internet International Panel of Information Environment, and they're modeling it after the global Al Gore's global warming campaign, and climate change campaign now it's called. They're, they're, they've got big money behind it. Rockefeller Brothers Fund and Ford Foundation and Skoll Foundation. I was talking. I talked about that yesterday. I won't go through it again. But it's a new globalist organization. They are will now be the the panel that will determine what is and what is not true in the media, including social media. That's where we are. This freedom of speech is protected by the First Amendment of the Constitution, but they don't care. They're going to get around that if they can. The Constitution says that Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. Authors of our Constitution believed it was very important to protect this freedom, and for good reason. Speaking is how we express our thoughts. If the government officials can force you to say things you don't believe, you can no longer control the content of your speech and thus lose the freedom to live consistently with the principles that you treasure most. The Bible says, from the heart, the mouth speaketh. The government and these allies that are trying to shut down speech they disagree with stand in opposition to everything this country stands for. Government officials today under the Biden administration They seek to control your speech, and they're trying to control what you think and what you do. That's contrary to the very idea of freedom as our founders understood it, and it's certainly contrary to biblical teaching, the basis of the founding of this nation. But it's not spiritual. So what can we do? What can I do? What can you do? Well, I can talk on the radio and pray. But what can we do? Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 18 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand the evil day, And then it says this, having done all to stand, just simply stand. Every one of us can do that. We can stand up for Jesus. We can stand. 
We can live our life according to the word of God, according to our relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what we can do. Just stand. Don't run. Don't cower. Don't be afraid. Stand in the power and the presence of the Lord. That's what he's called us to do. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Thank you for your support. We need it. We'll see you tomorrow.